welcome to the Creative Juice Podcast. I am your host, Sam Juice, and I've been working in the entertainment industry for over 15 years. In that time, I have met and worked with amazing and talented individuals, most of which I now call friends. The premise of this show is to talk with professionals in all creative fields. We talk about where they started, where they are now, and what's on the horizon. We also chat about life, current events, and random weird stuff. So thank you for tuning in, and let's get started. Juice. He's never going to stop being the juice. My guest this week has been in the entertainment industry since the early 2000s. His talents cover a wide range, including producing, directing, editing, and creating motion graphics. Working both in the Latino and English-speaking markets has opened many doors throughout his career. He now owns his own production company, Menta Lounge, with their focus being everything from branded content to scripted episodics. Please welcome the very talented Miguel Hernandez. Miguel, my brother, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. So what's going on? Uh, man, what is going on? It's a um, million dollar question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, mostly a pile of emails to reply to, a ton of video content to edit, a shitload of projects to produce. Uh, no, I'm I'm staying super busy, man, and uh, you know, trying to stay on top of, of everybody that uh, that that I work with, and uh, you know, developing relationships and uh, maintaining them, and you know, making sure we uh, we're doing cool shit while making a positive impact. Right. Yeah. You gotta, it's like, we gotta balance all those things being create creative business owners, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, at some point I, I, you know, you really want to get into the, you know, the business aspect of things and the, you know, and balance what you said, balance the creative with the business side of things. But at some point not to, Long ago, I decided I wanted to be a, a creative freelancer and uh, kind of backtrack from having a big company and, uh, you know, do and, and just focus on what I just said, you know, do cool shit, make a positive impact, whatever that may be. Right. So that having that man- mindset just, uh, you know, it just puts you in situations where you thought you were never going to be before. And, uh, projecting that is what gets you to be in those scenarios that want to be in as a creative. All right. So if you could hang out with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh man. (laughs) There's a, there's this, uh, Argentinian guitar player. He's dead now. His his name is Gustavo Cerati. He's my hero. He's a, a guitar player and singer for the biggest Spanish rock band ever. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. So why why him? Uh, because he is somebody that I've admired for ever. Okay. And. Uh, you know, I, I grew up, I'm, I'm a very musical person. I'm a musician and I, uh, you know, this guy's been my hero for, you know, for ever. And, uh, you know, he's an amazing lyricist, singer, songwriter, guitar player. And uh, he's definitely somebody that I would have loved to meet and hang out with. 
What's his name again? Gustavo Cerati. Gustavo Cerati. Cerati, uh-huh. Nice. I'll, I'll check him out. The name of his band uh, was called, his band was called Soda Stereo. Soda Stereo. Uh-huh. That's a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> All right, check, check him out. out. And then he broke up from that band and has a plethora of uh, solo uh, work that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll introduce you to some of his stuff. His, yeah, that his sounds stuff cool. is pretty amazing. So you play instrument? Well, you play, you yeah, play, play guitar, you play? bass, a little bit of piano. I sing. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, what's up, <laughs> <that>, man? Dude, <laughs> that's how I started stuff, in the, That's how I started in this whole with this whole you know audiovisual uh, production world was because I wanted to be a rock star. Okay. Oh, really? That's cool. And so what uh, happened? Why aren't you a rock star? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I got derailed, uh, you know, somewhere along the road, but I, uh, ended up being a musician. I ended up studying sound engineering okay, in Venezuela and the place I studied at had a deal with CU Denver where they would transfer all my credits. Oh, and that's how whoa. I ended at CU Denver studying music technology. So wait, where are you from? Venezuela. Oh, you are? Uh-huh. So you grew up, did you grow up there? I grew up in oh, Caracas, Venezuela. That. Oh man. So yeah, take, take me back. <laughs> you grew up in Venezuela. No, Caracas. I, I did not, I've known Miguel for a while. But I, did, I did not know this. <laughs> so this would be good. I, um, I grew up in Caracas and, um, <laughs> you know, if we go, if we go back further, I was born in Ames, Iowa. <laughs> what? You're actually born in the States. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, depends on how far back you want to go. <laughs> so, are you? Do you have dual citizenship? I, I you, do. Okay. I do. Okay. That's you know that, that's kind of what what made sense when I made the decision. You know, it was like okay, I want to be in the you know I want to do music and uh, being in that realm, uh, it made sense to make the move and uh, get out here and and figure stuff out here in the in the yeah. states. Um, so I grew up in Caracas. I, you know, uh, normal family, man. We, uh, we were all pretty musical and, uh, uh we did, we did, uh, athletics, swimming, tennis, and, uh, music conservatory classes. My mom kept us really busy, man. She was like, okay, you don't want to do that? Or what are you going to be doing now? You're not going to be, you know, doing nothing. So they made us try everything we everything we wanted to try. Supportive, it sounds like that's yeah, cool, man. very very much. At some point, I uh, said I wanted to uh, study music, uh, sound engineering, and uh, you know I got into that after a few stints at other careers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that what that's what brought me here to Denver, okay. and uh, that was in the year two thousand. And I never left. Well, he's been here ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also went to a conservatory for oh, yeah? recording arts and sciences. Oh, at, uh, what was that at uh, Full Sail? No, it was or- actually called the Conservatory of Recording <laughs> Arts and Sciences. <laughs> it's it's or Crass is the short is- term. It was actually in uh, Tempe, Arizona. That's how I is got that my where start. You, is that where you're from? No, I'm from here, actually. I'm from Denver, Colorado. You just got out of Dodge as soon as you could. Well, actually, (laughs) when I was 18, I moved to the Virgin Islands. Uh, It's a story that I won't go into. My mom had a friend down there, and she said I could go live with them. I think she just really wanted me out of her house. Yeah, that's (laughs) kind of cool. 18, you got to go. But uh, yeah, so then I came back 
uh, went to university here, uh, CSU for a couple years. And then I was like, kind of the same thing. I was like, man, I really want to take, take this music thing to the next level. Cause I was a DJ at the time and I was playing, nice. you know, doing that. And this was in the early two thousands around like 2001, 2002. Yeah. It was a big DJ scene. Yeah. Yeah. But it was underground still, which yeah. is different nowadays. But, uh, so yeah, so I went down to Arizona and went to the school and then I got an internship in LA and then I was working in LA as a as a doing post-production audio and then bought cameras and then started doing camera stuff and then started getting into bigger production. And the, you know, that's a whole yeah. other story and, too. But, and that's just, um, that's the part of the story I'm most familiar with. Yeah. I mean, and this is an industry where you, you know, where you, where you have to be constantly learning and getting up to speed of what the, what are the latest uh, technologies and trends. And at the same time, you can't, you can't, run with technology otherwise you're going to be miserable and you're not going to know shit right you it's know true. in the end if you know what you have if you know what you want to achieve and you know you have the know-how and the you know you can you can make things with any tools and right. uh, you know it was what they say i don't know if they say that here but i <laughs> and there's a saying in spanish that says it's not it's not the it's not it's not about the arrow it's about the indian <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's the same here. We just don't say it like that. How do you say that in Spanish? Let's hear it. Este, no es el indio, sino la flecha. No es la flecha, sino el indio. Oh, nice. I like that. That sounds cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of the same thing here where it's like the gear doesn't make, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter how good your gear is in the long run. It's like your ideas and the person running the gear. Yeah, you know? exactly. Precisely. Um, but, you know, so, uh, you know, being in a constant state of uh, learning and uh, figuring things out and uh, it's the nature of the beast with, with what we do. You know, we, right. uh, you know, every project is a whole different challenge, a whole different world, a whole different set of uh, parameters that you have to figure out every time. Right. Um, you know, the more you do it, the more, you know, the the easier it is for you to put yourself in a scenario where you have to figure shit out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true. So how, how old were you when you, when you left Venezuela for, I was uh 22. Okay. Okay. Oh and yeah. I, you said 2000. Yeah. So I came, so anybody can do the math and figure out how old Miguel is. I'm 41. That's, <laughs> oh, uh, that's 41 years young. And, yeah, uh, you know, my dad's 73 and he thinks he's 20 still. So that's, that's <laughs> I think that's how it goes as you get older. Yeah. Right? <laughs> then, you know what I, uh, we were talking about how I got here. So I, I came, let's see, I was going to school at CU Denver for music technology. And at some point, a buddy of mine was working at a TV station at the Univision TV station here in Denver, Univision Colorado. And uh, they had an opening for a master control operator. And I took the job. I took the graveyard shift because it paid two more dollars an hour than any other shift. And, uh, you know, I set my classes for the afternoons. I worked from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. Slept till morning and went to school in the afternoon. And that worked out, man. And then eventually I was, you know, those nights at the, those nights by myself at the TV station, I would cram all the TV spots in one commercial break if I could, you know, because at that late at night, they don't, they didn't on the local commercial window, uh -huh. 
they had they did not fill all the spots most of the time so i just oh, ram everything i had to run in the, fir- <laughs> in the first break and then i would go to the tv studio play with this video switcher the tape to tape edit machines just trying to teach yourself all that stuff. Yeah, and my buddy, a buddy of mine was kind of teaching me the the graphics uh, for the newscast. So eventually when he left, I was I was left in charge of the graphics for the newscast. And that's kind of how I got into oh. graphics. And then they, the production department at the TV station brought a guy to uh, give the production department, um, you know, a, a small course on After Effects. And when I saw that, dude, it just blew my brain in a million pieces. Dude. And then I'm like, all right, fuck this music thing. I'm, I'm doing motion graphics. So I went to the, the Art Institute for Visual Effects and Motion Graphics. Ah, okay, okay. And uh, Here in Denver. Yeah. So that was what, back in like 2005? 2005 and 2006. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, and I've been doing this ever since. You know, I'm doing mostly uh, directing and producing these days. uh, You know, I try to edit the least (laughs) amount possible, but that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) At what point, because you started editing and you started doing motion graphics, at what point did you want to get on the you know, behind the camera or, you know, on the directing side or producing side? At what, what point and then what what led you to that? It was interesting for me because I, I came into this whole thing through the back door, right? So I started with like a newscast graphics and I started editing news stories for the newscast. And then I got into motion graphics and I did little packages and special stuff for the newscast. Um, once I got into editing full throttle, I, you know, I, I left the newscast. I started working. I got offered a job with the clear channel. You know, I got hired there to do several things. Um, you know, it was cool at the time I, I did, I, I, I worked with uh, directly with record labels and negotiated, uh, you know, using, uh, specific tracks and music videos for, uh, promotions on the, on the, um, hispanic radio station websites okay across the nation so wait clear channel as a radio conglomerate uh they also were doing video for their websites oh yeah yeah and and that's but that's when this whole thing of uh web content in the mid 2000s started you know when they were just hanging on to any kind of content to uh to produce clicks so that you can so that you could you know, even artificially, because you're just, you know, you're just prompting people to click, 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 right. so that you can show a show client investors and an amount of <laughs> clicks and, you know, right. and get advertisers who pay for that. So, totally. Um, they were on that quick. Jeez. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was great. Well, it lasted. They had, at some point they, uh, you know, when the, when the big economic downturn came. Um, 2007, eight. Yeah, at the, end of, at the end of 2007, I got laid off. And at that time, you know, the division I was working for was in New York, too. So I was like a lone ranger here in Denver. And I actually got them to hire a buddy of mine in New York to help us out. So at the end, when they had to chop somebody's head off, they chopped mine instead of my buddy's. Oh. <laughs> 
Right. Which was, uh, you know, a blessing in disguise. I got a uh, good severance package. I got, uh, you know, I got to collect unemployment. Uh, and at that point, I was, you know, I had I had a newborn baby girl. My daughter was born in July of 2007. And okay. in November, I got laid off. But I was, at the time, I was... I was thinking about taking the plunge and doing this freelance. I was doing a, you know, a few jobs, freelance jobs here and there. And, you know, it would, I was, you know, picking up traction and, but I have a newborn child and, uh, you know, I had this secure job with, uh, with the company and, you know, I didn't want to leave that either, but the, they gave me the kick in the ass that I needed to get this started. And I've doing this, I've been doing this ever since. Wow. So it was like after that you went freelance. Is that also when you started Mental Lounge? Was that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mental Lounge was registered on November, 2007, right before I got laid off. Right before you got (laughs) laid off. Oh Yeah. Because I had gotten a couple of checks I needed to, you know, have a business account to deposit, you know, make it legit. Yeah. So that's why you created Mental Lounge, or yeah. I guess you created it, but then it was that kind of worked yeah, out. Yeah, that's right? it. Everything fell into place. You know, like again, I've been I've been through cycles of uh, of identifying what I am or what I do. You know, at that time I was doing right. a lot of web development too, oh, and I, geez, I would do yeah. web design, <laughs> and uh, you know, because I yeah, was I, I was into that was the same way. Yeah, that was just what you did back. Yeah, then. so <laughs> so I was like, yeah, in Flash, and uh, we. Um, you know, I called it a multimedia production company and I was a multimedia producer and right. Oh, to think about times back then. It's so, <laughs> so different, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know, I mean, wild, I, wild I, west I, of that whole, right. of every, it was really, if, if you think of like, yeah. you know, digital content at the yeah. time, cause there was the big guys doing, but then there were smaller dudes we're like, well, we have a fucking computer. We have some shit. We can do, you know. Yeah, I mean? and I have an HBX 200 camera. Yeah, right. I had a I had a Z1 or a V1U, dude, and I was like, nice. sewn it up. HDV, baby. Those those were <laughs> cool. I like those cameras. They I were cool. The, my first camera was the HBX 200 Panasonic. Yeah, that was a great great camera for the time. Dude, they for shot the so many freaking. <laughs> reality shows on that thing did you that ever the use the, did you ever use the like the lens converter yeah the s35 those? converter holy shit that thing was <laughs> totally cumbersome oh that whole <laughs> system man that's yeah then the 5d came out and fucking blew it all blew it all to pieces <laughs> yeah and then we got on that bandwagon and you probably bought you bought your red camera pretty early on right yeah i was actually the first person in denver colorado to have a red epic dragon Actually, I could, there'd probably be a couple people that argue, argue that with me, but I'm pretty convinced I was the first one. Well, I still have mine. They, they probably <laughs> have upgraded since then, but I'm keeping mine. So, okay. You still have, you have one. I have one. That's right. Yeah. I have a red, a big dragon. Um, although we're thinking about upgrading it, but that's a, a whole nother show. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to upgrade. So if I ever, well, I'm not, yeah, exactly. Another show. I don't even talk about it. <laughs> But for right now, 6K resolution at, at a raw format is, is more than enough. And I love the way that image looks. I, I think the Dragon yeah. sensor is a very classic look. That, yeah, it is uh, a classy sensor. That I really like. So, yeah, I'm not going to upgrade for a while. So, when it comes to you being on production, on what's your favorite role to play when you're, like, there on set? We're talk, let's talk about set roles. What's your favorite one? You know, uh, yeah, director. 
it it comes natural to me to be somebody that holds the holistic view of the, the, the of the project and uh, can develop a relationship with talent you know move the ship in the direction it needs to go to and i like it man i like telling people what to do <laughs> <laughs> there it is i was waiting for it <laughs> just kidding uh, yeah for sure no and those uh, are the roles of the director absolutely no, and, uh, you know, and, and working with people in many capacities, you know, I mean, you get to, uh, you know, I also love first ADing because you get to play with everybody, you know, on the, on the crew, you get the, you know, you get to establish a relationship with everybody is, you know, it, it, it's, it's similar than directing, but it, you know, it's supporting that role and understanding what goes, you know, what the, you know, where the director's head need to be in and how to support that is is super important you know and i think that as a as a producer i have uh you know and as somebody that that's constantly learning and yeah i pride myself on being a quick learner yeah and uh somebody that's that's gone through that and uh experienced many different uh types of sets i um you know once i once i see something i get it um and um I like it, man. I like, I, you know, I mean, I, again, we go back to having fun on set. And that's, that's what happens on all of my sets, whether I'm producing, whether I'm first ADing, whether I'm directing, I, it's, it's all about having fun, having a good time. Right. And that reflects on the stuff that you do. You know, if you have a crew that's, uh, that's not well fed, that's, uh, that's the biggest one pissed off. Yeah. Straight I up. mean, seriously, food crafty for the crew. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's huge. I've, I've, I've had the same talk with many, many people. <laughs> it's true, man. I think we never got there, but I think the reason I ended up uh, doing what I'm doing and directing and getting into the, you know, the producing because I came in through the back door of post-production is because I wanted more control over the images that I was editing, you know? Uh -huh. I was like, oh, I'm being handed shitty footage. I'm <laughs> scouring through stock footage to do this or, um, you know, I mean... Uh, uh, in the news department, you know, it's just being right. given whatever. Totally. So, uh, but it's just been an evolution for me, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm constantly reinventing myself. I'm like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever said it. <laughs> Oh, I wish I had a Madonna song to play legally right now. Really you can, great. you can, you can cut, you can edit <laughs> that stuff in. I can't put it in, man. You can I'll do get, like three seconds would, or something you can. like that. No, no? That's, I, I thought you could, but you really can't. They will. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Madonna would fucking sue. I don't think she'd really give a shit because nobody's really paying me money to do this. <laughs> it's not like I'm making money <laughs> off of this. I'm just hanging out with my friends and talking, but <laughs> maybe you can just do a, you know, put a link to her latest track and, uh, you know, and maybe, yeah, you never know. You should talk about that. Let's, let's think about it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you, uh, have you ever worked on a production outside of the U S? Uh, yes, I have. How, how is it different than, than productions here in the U S? Well, tell me about it. Um, you know, uh, sometimes logistics get a little more complicated. Uh, there are things that you need to consider that you might not hear, like 
safety aspect is a little more complicated. This was in Colombia. We were shooting in Colombia. Okay. Um, but other than that, you know, I mean, you have, you have very professional working crews all over the world, man. And it's really, uh, you know, in the realm of, uh, independent film and commercial production, there's really, um, you know, there's talent all over the place, man. And we, um, I, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to work in this, um, uh, independent film production in Colombia and we did location scouting down there. We, you know, we transported equipment, we purchased equipment here in the U S took it down there and we, you know, all the logistics of doing that, uh, were involved and then location scouting and then helping out with, uh, you know, uh, the, the mostly logistics, you know, I was an associate producer for this production. Okay. So when you mean safety, you mean like safety for your, from like being robbed or something? Bro, oh. For the crew, for the gear, wow. you have to make sure that, you know, the towns we were shooting at, we had the police, uh, you know, all uh, on board with what we were doing and right. making sure that, uh, you know, it, it gets, it gets tricky. Uh, depend, it depends on the place you're at, you know, because you could be down there shooting in a studio and everything's cool or shooting a location and everything's cool. But now when you want to go to a secluded beach and uh, shoot some amazing footage with an amazing crew and, you know, you start raising eyebrows and people start getting curious and, you know, and it's, and it's, you know, and, and it's something that's, that's inherent to the play, to those places, you know, I mean, people is usually very cool and very welcoming and super warm. And, but there are people that when given the chance to take advantage of you, they will. Right. Uh, so you just need to make sure you don't put yourself in that position, right. which is the case pretty Be- much anywhere. Actually, let me ask you about this since I'm drinking it. So I'm drinking this beer right now called Patagonia Cerveza, and uh, it's actually in the <clears throat> in the fridge in the studio we're at right now. And I would actually like you, Miguel, to tell us about this beer and how did it get in the studio? Well, that beer is part of a like a twenty case package of beer that I got from Patagonia Cerveza because I'm doing a video campaign for them, social media campaign. Uh, this is a brewery out of Argentina that um, Anheuser-Busch uh, bought distribution rights for here in the U.S. And they are introducing that beer in uh, the U.S. market through Colorado, among other, other few states. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, what they call Region 6 Wild West states. <laughs> okay, okay. Region six, wild west. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, so the whole ethos of the brand is uh, love for the outdoors and uh, what's your next adventure. So, so we did this uh, series of videos on um, Colorado outdoor enthusiast influencers um, who uh, went on a hike on a to a fourteener peak. We did three 14ers, Mount Elbert, uh, Mount Evans, and Tory. We did Grays, actually. We we're going to do Tories and Grays, but, the, you know, we, we just did Grays. <laughs> don't, don't downplay this right now. Bro. You did a 14, <laughs> well, you did three 14ers. 
with a film crew. Hold on. We, don't, don't just like. We actually, two of the 314ers, and this was one of the reasons we, I wanted to do Mount Evans is because we had a road all the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, and actually, they were going to deny that film permit because they said that it was a uh, wilderness. The most, you know, the trail was in wilderness. So I um and I'm actually going to plug in a buddy of mine's uh, application. His name is Outly. Okay. Uh, I used his app to figure out that the whole trail was not in wilderness. And there was a couple of spots, including the top, where we could shoot at. And they did give me a freaking permit. Oh, really? Based <laughs> yeah. on this app called Outly? Oh, yeah. nice. That's cool. Let's yeah. check that out. Uh, so, uh, anyway, we did Evans. So that one, that one's, that one's a wash. That was cheating. <laughs> but then we, but then we the did two aren't. Then we did uh, Tories and Greys and Mount El- Elbert on the same week on a Tuesday and a Thursday. Uh, Twelve man crew, you know, about thirty pounds of gear. <laughs> it was thirty mostly, pounds of gear each. It was mo- It was mostly batteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> we, had, we had two. Two of the backpacks were full of batteries that's all it was <laughs> oh, oh, batteries man. for the drone batteries for the you know we had two red cameras with us we had a you know a, uh was it a road no we did we ju- we just did a, a easy rig um so, so you hiked with batteries easy rig reds drones it was ridiculous <laughs> yeah we got some amazing lights footage. up there no no okay. no natural all available light you know a couple Price bounce bounce, yeah. bounces here and there but uh we got blessed with amazing weather on both days <laughs> which is uh which people anybody listening has ever done a 14er in colorado you would know that actually i don't know what times you were there at but if past 2 p.m you got to be off those mountains because it's gonna be yeah. fucking hell yeah, so we got started pretty early and it took us a good six, seven hours to get to the top because we would stop and, uh, you know, everybody, you know, the crew that got called onto this was, you know, guys that are, that stay fit right. for the most part. But I did hear that your cinematographer did puke at one point. And uh, yes, that was Chris Rowe. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so there you go. Even if you are fit, <clears throat> you might still puke if you uh, <laughs> go on a shoot with Miguel. <laughs> uh, but the fun is guaranteed. <laughs> the fun is guaranteed. <laughs> and there's beers at the top. Uh, yeah, there were beers at the top. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so how can, we, how can we see that stuff? Is it, is it out yet? Uh, it's out yet. If you go check out uh, Cerveza Patagonia. Uh, on social media, you should be able to see those. There's also the hikers, um, Jeremy Anderson. I think his handle is J Ski Climb. Okay. And uh, Austin Wilson. I forget his name. Yeah. Well, gotcha. We uh, can look him up. <laughs> Austin Wilson. Austin and, and Wilson and name? Macy Wise. Macy, Macy Wise, Austin Wilson, and Jeremy Anderson. Those are your influencers. Mm-hmm. And these are all very super cool in their own, uh, in their own respect. You know, they, uh, Macy is, a you know, she's a wildlife ecologist and she 
she's a photographer too and she promotes uh you know love for the outdoors uh in her instagram feed super cool girl she does her her you know ecology thing and uh, uh photography on Instagram, Austin Wilson is like a, you know, banker. And then, you know, in his spare time, he's out in the mountains climbing and skiing them down and doing big, big mountain climbs. Cool. Uh, and Jeremy Anderson, same thing, man. Dude is just skiing every last bit of snow there's out there to be skied. That, <laughs> that dude's probably skiing right now. No way. On a freaking mountain peak. Wow. Crazy stuff. That's, that's hitting it. That's <laughs> going for it, man. <laughs> he's hitting it all the way. <laughs> uh yeah i'm stoked to see that is there is there other sites that we could see your work at uh mentalounge.com okay. uh, i'm working on a new website that's up right now it needs a little uh more populating with uh, the newer stuff but yeah. that stuff is coming uh go check out mentalounge.com just one l that's m-e-n-t-a lounge.com yeah have you, uh, what was, is there a favorite production you can think of that you worked on? Like all the productions out there that you've done. You know, my favorite is the, the one that's coming. <laughs> the <laughs> that's next a good one to answer. Come. <laughs> what, what is coming? What do you have coming up? I have, I have a few exciting projects that are in the works and I don't, you know, I, I, I don't like work, talking too much about the stuff okay. that's, that's coming because it is not here yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to, you don't want to jinx it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. You know, in my own experience, when I get, you know, when my big mouth talks too much about the <laughs> cool stuff that I'm about to do, then it doesn't happen. <laughs> right. So, uh, I have some exciting stuff. I, uh, I been, I want to move to doing more of the, uh, narrative, uh, uh feature film, uh, type of projects. Uh, series. I have a pilot that I co-directed that uh, that we're working on getting distribution for, and um, that one is called House Busters, and it's about a group of loser friends that don't have anything to do and uh, pitch in money to start buying houses to flip them, and these houses are haunted. <laughs> I did see the pilot. I remember now. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one of them. And, uh, there's other, uh, fun stuff coming up, you know, some early something offshore that's, uh, cooking up. So we'll see about that. But, you know, in the meantime, I'm just doing, uh, the fun stuff. I just got done with that Patagonia project that turned out really, really nice. And, uh, you know, I have a, you know, this super cool, uh, one take musical video that's getting edited right now. Um, and uh, otherwise, I would have to go back and look at my calendar to see what the <laughs> fuck's going on. <laughs> right. I know. I know I got work yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that Patagonia stuff is gorgeous, by the way. It, <laughs> Thank look, you, man. They look that, really nice. Uh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. a lot of hard work from a lot of really good, hardworking people, man. This that's a cool about what we do, man. It's a collaborative art, and it's, it's, not, it's not the work of one person, man. It's uh, so true. Yeah. Just get to surround yourself with the right group of people and uh, make sure everybody's taken care of and uh, that everybody's pushing that ship in the right direction. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, so true. So true. Right on, man. Thanks for being on the show. Right on. Yeah. It was a pleasure chatting with you, man. Yeah, you like too. always. That was fun. 
That's a wrap on this episode of the Creative Juice Podcast. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Google Play, or directly at thecreativejuice.com. That's the creative, J-O-O-S.com. Stay creative.